Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jesus is a
Hello, everyone. This is Kingdom Empowerment Inc. Radio, K-E-I-S-N.com. And the program is Kingdom Keys, Spirit, Soul, and Body Series. How are you doing? Today we are continuing, but in a different topic. It is keys to overcoming strongholds. And I hope you are going to overcome some demonic strongholds. And today I'd like to talk about the keys to overcoming strongholds. If you like to call in, use this number, please, 646-668-2413. Hallelujah. Father, we just want to thank you today. We bless you. We worship you. We thank you, O God, that you are Jehovah Shammai. You are with us. You will never forsake us. You will never leave us. You are always there. I will take comfort, and we take solace, and we bless you. And we thank you, O oh God, you are Emmanuel. You are with us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in every area of our life. In wherever we are, you are there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, my Lord, my Savior. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we worship you, God. We thank you for the water you have given us. Thank you for the air. We thank you for the food we've eaten. And we thank you, oh God, for the life you've given us. We worship you. Oh, dear Father, thank you. For you are such a good God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good in Jesus' name. And I hope that you you know that today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, in the name of Jesus. So, so I just want to thank God. Now, we need to talk about the keys to overcoming strongholds, and that is what we are in here today. Now, one of the things we do is we do not overcome by our works, by the energy. Again, let me start all over again. We do not overcome by our works, or by the energy of the flesh, or by the sincerity of our effort, or by our will, power, because we are powerless. We are what? Powerless. By our own flesh, we will not be able to do much. <clears throat> Excuse me. We will not be able to uh, do much. We do not overcome by our own, by the energy of the flesh, or by our sincerity, or by our effort, or by our weak power, because we are powerless. You know, we'll be taking this proof test from Second Corinthians chapter 10, and we've been reading from verse 3 to 6. You see, he said, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare 
are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down argument, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So I just read, I just read the uh, the uh, New King James Version. Hallelujah. So this is where we've been teaching from, has been our proof test for several weeks now. And now I'm telling you that we do not overcome our works by the energy of the flesh or by sincerity, by our effort, or by our willpower because we are powerless. See, one of the things we need to know is that we are not fighting flesh and blood. We are fighting strongholds. We are fighting the enemy which has created in spirit strongholds. And we also know that it's not by mind. It's not by power. See, when you see what the word of God says in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6b, it will tell us that it's not by mind, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. See? And he went on in verse 7 and said, Who are you, O great mountains? You see, there are great mountains in our lives, there are strongholds in our lives, there are fortresses in our lives, obstacles, things we cannot do by our own natural mind. You see, the great mountain that was mentioned in this verse 7 of Zechariah chapter 4 is a figurative reference to the great obstacles people face in rebuilding the temple at that time. You see, when we uh, refer it to our lives, is the, the body is the temple, our, our natural self, and we see that there are mountains, there are great obstacles that we face. And for the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about those mountains, those strongholds, and these are the things that they beat great obstacles or great mountains in our lives. And he said, went on, said, before the ruler there, you shall become a plain before you, put your name there, on, or before me, these mountains that are great, shall become a plain, see? And he shall bring forth the capstone with shout of grace and grace to it. See? So, and he shall bring forth the capstone, you see, with shout of grace and grace on it, you see? So, we have to receive the grace that the Lord has given unto us, you see? So the, for grace and favor, or as a crowd of admiration over the great, over the grace and beauty of the newly built temple, we have the grace. We have the grace given to us, and we receive it, and we apply it. And the and the Lord has told us in 
in, in, in his word that his grace is sufficient for us in our weakness. See? So his grace is sufficient for us in every weakness that we we face in everything that has become a stronghold. His grace is sufficient for us. And all we need to do is take it and use it by faith in the word of God. Hallelujah. In the the word of God, by his spirit. So we do not depend on flesh. Neither do we depend on the works of the flesh or by the energy or by our sincerity of our effort, but by the power, because we are powerless. As by his spirit, we are we are able to overcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Philippians chapter three. Philippians chapter three. Okay. Philippians chapter three. Amen, amen. I hope you are there. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 3. Now I read. It said, For for we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, rejoice in in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. So we do not overcome by our works, neither by the sincerity of our effort, of our will, power, because we are powerless, and we are not to put confidence in the flesh. And we just talked about uh, um, Zechariah. Okay. Now we are here in the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 3. So we are not to put confidence where? In the flesh. See, though also I might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone think he may have confidence in the flesh, I am also circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, uh, of a Hebrew of the Hebrews, and continuing and on and on. So. Here, Paul defines a true circumcision as a matter of the heart and not of the flesh. So we have to define our circumcision based on the word of God today. You see, he reveals three aspects of true circumcision. Okay. You know, in Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, he said, The, the, we do not circumcision and consecration avail nothing today, but faith, but uh, love, faith working by what love? You see, it's not a question of circumcision and no circumcision today, but faith working by what love? Okay, that is very important. See. That is in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision nor neither, neither circumcision or uncircumcision avail any 
in what? I love. You see? If we go and be cutting ourselves, doing all sorts of things, and we have no love, and nothing works. You see? So, here in, in, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, we're saying that we need to worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ and placing no confidence in the flesh. Three things. Placing no confidence in what? In human uh, flesh. That is like honoring and uh, accomplishing or uh, as a means to reach him. See, the Old Testament also taught the, that circumcision was more than a ritual of the flesh. It's more than a ritual of the flesh. More than well, we read the Old Testament <coughs> in the book of Leviticus, chapter 26, 41, Deuteronomy, chapter 10, verse 15, Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 6, Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 4. Ezekiel chapter 44 verse 7, you will see that excuse me, circumcision was more than a ritual okay, of the flesh. You will see it in those verses. Hallelujah. What I'm talking about uh, the transition a little bit um, talking about now looking at what you receive in wherever you go you know, the Word of God is very essential for us. You see, the Word of God is very essential for us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. You see, so the Word of God we see is very important. Hallelujah. The Word of God is so important. Why? Because the Word of God is, uh, uh, is living and is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The Word of God is living, is very active, and very powerful, and is sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay? And it pierces even to the division of the evil, uh, of the soul and spirit, and of joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. If the Word of God is what we need. The true word of God. See? So, so important in our lives. And Paul talked about this great land in the book of Philippians because, uh, uh, you know, many people, there are so many preachers of the gospel of, of God. And we have to be able to see and receive and be able to discern or have the spirit of discernment, be able to find out to help you in overcoming your strongholds. I hope I've carefully said it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what I'm saying is there are thousands of messages out there. So you have to sit down under a, a, a true minister, under 
uh, a gospel that is centered on you being set free and not adding to your prison, which you find yourself. We're already in our prison. In, in different categories, we find ourselves. Some of us are always sick. Some of us are always broke. Some of us are, <clears throat> excuse me. Some of us are in a, in a lifestyle. We want to get rid of that lifestyle. Some of us are experiencing supernatural problems. All kinds of situations. We are already in a prison. See? What we need is, excuse <clears throat> me. Something that will set us free, right? And you see this in in the life of uh, Paul himself. Now let's let's read Philippians chapter one. You will see what I'm talking about. See what I'm talking about. Philippians chapter one. Okay, let me start from verse eight, verse nine. And this I pray. That you love, that your love may be may be abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment. You see, so you have to be able to have knowledge. You need to be able to do the word of God, and it will confirm what I'm telling you. You can't just t- sit down and begin to follow every bit and say, "Am I the wrong? Am I the right?" So, how do you confirm uh, the word of God? See, like you go to see the, the, your doctor. You can't just take what the medical doctor is telling you, uh, take this medication. You also need to go and find out what you are taking. See, time is gone where you just sit down and receive whatever anybody is telling you to do. You also need to go online or bookstore or wherever you get information and confirm with what the doctor is telling you. See, the doctor cannot just tell you, uh, I mean, your medical doctor cannot just tell you, uh, I want to cut your leg or I want to cut you. You need to find out why do you want to cut my leg, why do you want to do this, and he should be able to give you reasons and you should be able to have an opinion yourself and find out what the Lord telling you about this situation. So you can't just believe anyone and trust anyone. You need to have knowledge and you need to have that spirit of discernment. You see, he said that you may, that is verse 10, that you may approve the things that are excellent. You see, that are what? Excellent. Yeah. Walking towards excellence in all that we do. He said that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ being filled with the fruit of righteousness uh, by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. You see, and why is he saying this? He said, but I want you, that is verse 12, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel so that it has become evidence to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. See, now verse, verse uh, 15 is now what I want to 
actually talk about now. It says some indeed prescribe even from envy and strife. You see, and some also from goodwill. You see, the former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my chains. You see, you see, not sincerely supposing to add that is they are not sincerely preaching, but supposing to add affliction to his you see, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice. You see, you, you, we will need to find out the truth. We will need to find out the truth. Because it is the truth that we know that is going to set us free. We'll come about that in a second. You see, you say, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. You see, you say, Paul believes that these preachers actually desire to cause additional problem. Why? That is what he, he concluded. There were additional problems in him. Why he won't be free? See? So we do not need uh, a gospel that will split on us an additional symbol. We don't want, we don't want uh, uh, a teaching that will uh, uh, inflict on us, add on us, what we already have, and we we'll more problems to what we already have. We want to be able to be set free. We want to be able to overcome the struggle we already have. So we need to be an additional problem. This is very important. See? So the gospel, the truth of the gospel has to be clearly defined. See, if anybody is not abiding of the word of God, you don't need to listen. You don't need to be there. You have to uh, clearly have the discernment to approve that these are excellent and sincere. Okay? And without offense, you should be able to see it. You see, it's so important in our lives. So we cannot just sit down there and begin to swallow whatever is being preached under the disguise of I'm submitting, I'm, for, I'm faithful. See, we want to be set free wherever we are. Hallelujah. We want to be what? Set free. We want to uh, have that spirit of liberty. We want to be free. Hallelujah. I hope you get what I'm saying. So we are looking for where Christ is preached. The true Christ is preached. Okay, see the word of God. The word of God will set us free. Is active living. Okay, is the one that will set us free. See, now look at the book of John. The book of John. Okay, it said John was speaking by inspiration of the Holy Ghost, and 
uh, you see in verse 31, verse 31 says, then, that is John chapter 8, verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believe him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. free. You see, it is not the flesh that will make us free, uh, free because we are not to put confidence in the flesh. It is not the flesh that will set us free. It is the truth that we know that will set us free. You see, then Jesus answered, you see, we, that is verse 33, we are Abraham, I mean, they answered him, they answered Jesus, we are Abraham descendant. I have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will make me free? You see, but we need to know that if we abide in the word of God, we 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 become a disciple. When we abide in him, we become a disciple. We become somebody who's learning. We become a learner. Hallelujah. So one who abides in the word of God knows the truth. So if we abide in the word of God, we know the truth. See? So we will become free from the world. We become free from the bondage and obedience to sin, to all kinds of strongholds. Hallelujah. So we need to have a fellowship with him. We need to abide with him. And we need to live with him. And we need to remain and continue with him. See, abiding, that is doing what the word of God says. That is obeying the word of God. See, so we have to continue to obey the word of God. We have to obey what the scripture says. If the scriptures say do this, we need to do it. You see? And that is one way we are able to continue to obey the world as a disciple. Hallelujah. So it is the word of God that we know that will set us free. You see? And if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Verse 33 said, They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will make me free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And as a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. And, and we know that God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. John four twenty four. So we need to worship him in spirit. And we must worship him in spirit and in truth. See, knowing the truth, we know him. 
am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we need to know him. We need to abide in his word. See? So we need to come to him. We need to abide in the word. Hallelujah. Very, very critical in our day and life. Now, John 6, 63 says that the flesh profit nothing. It doesn't profit nothing. So we do not put confidence in the flesh. Why? Because flesh will not profit us anything. You see, the world that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. So the word of God is the one that we need to abide with. And the word will help us. And the word, they are spirits. And they are life. And similarly, the word became flesh. And again, the word is active, is living, sharper than any two edges sword. Hallelujah. And the word is God himself. And the word will set us free. Hallelujah. And we need to clearly have a knowledge of the word of God. And we need to be able to discern, have that spirit of discerning, to prove it and to understand what we are being taught. If Christ is being preached out of selfish ambition or for anything else, if what is being preached is setting us free or adding to what? Our imprisonment. Very, very important. Hallelujah. So we need a, a, a Christ preaching that is setting us free. Hallelujah. Amen. Now that brings us to the. Uh, now I I talked about we do not overcome our works by the energy of the flesh, of our sincerity, of our effort, or by our willpower because we are powerless. Now another point or key that I also talked about is I talked about the. Uh, I mean, in the first point, I use Second Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 3 to 6, and I also use Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6b. Now, I also talked about we are to put no confidence in the flesh, and I use Philippians chapter 3, verse 3. And I had used, I also used Philippians chapter 1, and I read from verse uh, Nine, right? Down to uh, some sessions. Uh, now I'm in the third, uh, the third keys, and that requires our cooperation with God's uh, operation. See? Victory requires what? Our cooperation with God's word. Work. Or operation, or uh, 
the, the, the work he's doing in us to set us free from the strongholds, from the mountains that we face in our lives. Day in, day out, victory requires what? Our cooperation. It requires what? It us to, to cooperate. Very, very important. Extremely important. If we have to what? Overcome strongholds. See? There are many things that we need to intentionally, personally, judiciously do and obey. See? For example, let's talk about uh, 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 maybe... Um, uh, having an affair and all that, you see, having an affair and all that. So we need to be able to um, renew our mind in that area. We need to renew our mind in that area. We need to be able to walk away, to be able to run away from the area or wrong from that person. You see, we know that when we are in that region, when we are in that area, we are likely to be enticed. Some of us cannot hold ourselves. So we, we need to be able to move and say, no, I, I don't want to go there anymore. You see, we don't want to go there anymore. I don't want to avail myself with this anymore. I don't want to be tempted by this anymore. See, I don't want to uh, come in this area anymore. Hallelujah. We need to fill ourselves with the scripture. See, we need to fill ourselves with with the scripture. We need to... Rewind ourselves, rewire ourselves, renew, renew our mind, and begins to uh, fill ourselves with the scripture. You know, we are overcoming strongholds, like we are overcoming, uh, we are having deliverance. See, and one of the things we need to know is. We don't need to expose ourselves to that infirmity, that weakness, that strongholds to avail ourselves with them. The moment we are set free, then we need to cooperate with what the Lord is telling us. The Lord is telling us, do you not drink? You will make a conscious effort and not to partake or to go or with friends, or to go to that joint or to that place and drink. You try to what cooperate with what the Lord is telling us. And there are so many other things like that. You see, if 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 we are uh, uh, eating so much, uh, we are. 
cutting ourselves. There are people who who uh, want to commit suicide, so you need to be able to understand that you should not kill yourself. See, the, the Lord is telling us or has told us that the body, it is, it is his. We are uh, in a rented body. The body belongs to the Lord. We do not own this body. We do, we do not bring ourselves to this world. You see, you realize that from conception, you are not the one who conceives yourself. Now, let's, let's take it from the natural, let's say it's natural. Let's, let's, let's assume there's no God, nothing. Whether there's God, there's something out there, the spirit out there. Let's assume it's, it's, it's just you and your parents. Okay? So let's assume it's the parents who brought you to the world. So he is the one that naturally can take your life, not even you, because he you did not bring your life to this world. He brought you. you see, that is just assuming. You see, so therefore the question of oh I will take my life, how I, I will kill myself, you know, should not rise at all. So we have no right whatsoever to commit suicide to kill ourselves, or to do anything that will harm this body. In addition, the Lord has said that the body is the temple of, of, of him. So the spirit dwells in the body. So we are to maintain this body. So we have a strong responsibility of maintenance, that is making sure this body is holy and is renewed every time, is taken care of, so that the Holy Spirit can continue to dwell and maintain his residence in the body. The body is his. So the moment we are born again, the Spirit of God dwells in us. You see, Ephesians 3.17. So he dwells in us and uh, continue to maintain his residence in us. Hallelujah. So we are not to what? Inflict any harm or any uh, uh, thing that will take this life out. See? So we are to what? Maintain it. Responsibility, a great responsibility mm-hmm. in, our, in, in us. Hallelujah. Okay? So we, it requires what? Victory requires us a cooperation with him. If we don't cooperate with him, he is he, powerless. See, we have to cooperate with him. See, we have to uh, do what he says. Hallelujah. We have to do what he says. And we have to abide with what he has told us to do. And there are so many scriptures that I can list you, you see. We, for example, we have to cooperate in, in, in the fact of uh, we do not have to be drinking, you see. But we have to fill ourselves with songs, hymns, you see, and melody, 
living and be drunk. We are not to be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Be cooperate with Him. We are not to drink or uh, smoke to try to pretend we don't have any problem. It is the Spirit of God that will give us the lasting peace. The Spirit of God that will remove every problem we are having in our mind, in, in, every, in everything that we are thinking about. The Spirit of God will give us peace. Hallelujah. So we have to cooperate. We have to abide. We have to believe in. We have to trust him that he is what he says he is. Hallelujah. So the, the fourth one is, it means discipline, diligence, and a commitment to draw near to God and to act on his promises and provision by faith. By faith. So it means discipline, diligence, and commitment to draw near to God and on his promises and provision by faith. So it means that we have to be diligent it means we have to be committed to draw near to God. It means we have to add on his promises. That is to act on his promises. Okay? And also to uh, begin to work all this to come to pass by acting on his faith, the faith of the Spirit of God. You see? We are saved by grace. With faith, so if we don't uh, exercise our faith, uh, we are not being able to reach the goal that we are set for ourselves. So we need the faith to be able to achieve that goal. It's so important in our lives. Amen. Now we are key to overcoming what. Strongholds. Key is what? To overcoming uh, strongholds. Hallelujah. So we have to be what? Be diligent. Have to be faithful. See? We have to what? Be committed to draw near to God. So if we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us as well. See? He is faithful. He requires us to be faithful as well. He is holy. He requires us to be holy as well. See, we might fall short of our righteousness because His righteousness becomes our righteousness. We are going to fall short because we have so many weaknesses. We have so many faults. See, we are easily offended. We are easily bitter. We are easily in strife. We are easily in unforgiveness. We are easily in anger. And all these are weaknesses. And easily put us in an unrighteous part of the living God. But in his righteousness, we become what? Righteous. Because he has become our righteousness. Hallelujah. So when we see this, we have to be diligent and we have to do our own part in being diligent. See, 
we have to do our own part in being able to draw near to him, being able to seek him with trueness, being able to to act on his promises and living by what? Faith. Not by fear, but faith and obedience to his will. Hallelujah. So we must submit therefore to God and we must resist the devil and we must know that he has flee from us. You see, so we have to draw near to God. We have to uh, see that we resist that devil. James chapter 4 from verse 7 to 8. You see, so we have to what? Resist it. You know, and we have to submit to God. We have to believe God. If he has given us things that we should not do, we need to submit, clearly surrender. and say, Lord, yes, I surrender to you. So this is what I'm planning. This is what you are telling me. Okay, all my plan is, is gone. I believe your plan is submit to him. And we will resist that devil, and the devil will flee. Hallelujah. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to abide in. This is what we need to follow. Hallelujah. It's awesome. It's great in the name of Jesus. Father, we just want to thank you today. We bless you. We worship you in the name of Jesus. Greater is he that is in all than that who is in the world. We thank you. You are in us. And you are great in us. You are greater than that that is on the outside. Greater is he that is in us in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask and we believe that you continue to be in us in the name of Jesus. Continue to abide in us, Lord. No matter the situation, no matter the condition, no matter the, the stronghold, no matter the fortress, no matter the mountains, you will continue to be in us. Greater is he that is in us than that that is in the world. In the name of Jesus. Father, we need your diligence to be able to abide with it. We need your grace to be able to follow through on these keys, to be able to follow through, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We need your, your help, your assistance. We cannot do this by ourselves. In the name of Jesus. In the dream, we don't know what is going on. Some of us don't even remember our dreams. Father, help us to remember. Help us bring your remembrance to us, O God, in the name of Jesus. Bring your revelation to us, O God, in the name of Jesus. Bring your ability to interpret, to know what you are telling us, O God, in the spirit, O God, to us again, in the name of Jesus. We snuff out the enemy in our lives in the name of Jesus. We snuff your life out in the name of Jesus. You stronghold, you shall become plain in the name of Jesus. You great mountain, you shall become plain in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, you become, you shall become plain in the name of Jesus. You shall become plain in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we thank you for the victory you have given us. Help us to cooperate with you. Help us to abide with you. Help us to read the word of God. Help us to understand. Have knowledge with what you are telling us. Help us to to read and be able to have you training us that we will be able to uh, teach others as well. In the name of Jesus, help us, O God, to be able to know that you are the key in this overcoming of the stronghold. You are the key. Without you being the key, all other keys are not existence. You are the main key and the only key, the key and the only key that we need that will help us in overcoming this stronghold. Everything else revolves around you. Without you, there is nothing. All things were made by you, through you, and for you. And in you, there are all things of God. In you, we have all things abide. In you, there are all things. In you, by all things. In you, for all things. You own everything. You own the life we live. You own the very existence. You, you, the earth is the Lord and the things and everything that is in it. The heavens and the earth is yours. Thank you, Lord, for everything today. Thank you for helping us today. And there are many strongholds out there. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Pray, I pray, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will receive that spirit of overcoming of the stronghold. Receive the key in the name of Jesus. Receive the spirit of the living God right now in the name of Jesus. That's come to you at the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive that keys of overcoming that stronghold in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for releasing the spirit into the world right now to overcome this stronghold, for overcoming every challenges, every mountains, and every stronghold, every stronghold in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive that keys to overcoming that stronghold. Father, we give you the praise and we give you the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I hope you are blessed and I hope you will maintain what you have received. And maintaining what we have received requires us to sit consciously and personally and receive the true Christ. Receive the message that Christ is being preached. Okay? So receive the true Christ, receive the true message and abide with the message in the name of Jesus. Now I just want to use this opportunity to invite who are maybe this is the first time you turn to this channel, but I want you to know that he is is there with you as well. See? Receive him today. Jesus is Lord, but one of the ways we need to receive him 
is to call on his name. He said the word is in you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between law, between Jew and Greek. For the same law over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So no matter where you are coming from, no matter what you have done, no matter your sins, no matter your situation, no matter your condition, say whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the door is open for you. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day you you need to receive him. Tomorrow might be too late. You see, let's receive him today. He is good. The great God, let's come to him. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for day, for today. We thank you, O oh God, that you have become our Savior, you have become our Father. We come to you, O oh God. I have seen, I have fallen short of the glory of God, and I have come to you, O oh God. Forgive me, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, set me free, O oh God. Make me a channel of love. Make me a channel of blessing. Make me a channel of reaching out to everyone that is hurting. Make me a channel of love. Make me a channel of deliverance. Make me a channel of your word to reach the ends of the earth in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, O God, for what you have done today. For I am your child and you are my father in the name of Jesus. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for your love. Thank you, O oh God, and your child today. In the name of Jesus, I bless you, Lord. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. In the name of Jesus, I worship you. I give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I just want to uh, quickly tell you that you are welcome into the family of God in the name of your welcome. You say, now you are no longer strangers and foreigners. Notice that you are no longer foreigners, you are no longer strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. You see, so now you are being built under the foundation of the apostles and the prophets of of Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in which the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. So now you are now belonging to the families of the saints, uh, the citizens of the saints and members of the household. Congratulations. Isn't that wonderful? So you are no longer strangers, you are no longer foreigners, but now fellow member of the citizen of the Commonwealth of Israel. See? So before you have no God and no hope, but now you who were far have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
and by what? The Spirit in the Word of God. Hallelujah. So I thank you for accepting him today, and I just want to encourage you that you have now to uh, follow on the Word of God, begin to read the Word of God, and fellowship with brothers and sisters, and begin to pray and seek the face of God. So we are on a journey. We are on a journey to our final destination. Okay? Father, we just want to thank you today. We thank you for you are a good God. Your love is abundance, and we receive your love today. We thank you for the love you pour out to the your children today. We have received you today, and we thank you for availing yourself with the opportunity to come before you in your presence. There is liberty in your presence. There is abundance. When we come to you, we will never return back the same. We are always changing every time to come to you. We believe that we have come to you today and we are never going to remain the same again. We thank you, Father. Even as we are about to sign off, we are not signing off from you. You will remain with you. You will remain with us. And you you will remain, we will remain with you, you will remain with us, you will abide in us, we abide in you in the mighty name of Jesus. You are Jehovah Shammah, you will never leave us, you will never forsake us. You are Emmanuel, the Lord is with us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, thank you, Holy Spirit, we bless you, we worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all that you have done on the cross for me and for my family, for the world, for the brothers and sisters that are here listening. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for all that you did. In the name of Jesus, you nailed every stronghold to the cross. So the devil has no 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 right to, to no legal right to take it upon us anymore. It has been nailed on the cross. And we thank you for the blood that you you used to set us free. In the name of Jesus. We bless you. We worship you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. So, my dear brother, my dear sister, remain blessed, remain victorious in the name of Jesus. So, see you next time. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.